0: story that must be told, <laughs> from beginning
1: to end. Now, here's a little story I got to, got to tell, tell. Here
0: is a story about music.
1: <laughs> Stories about songs, the New Music Seminar 1994.
0: Four, 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 four. I'd like to welcome everyone to New Music Seminar number eight
1: battle for world supremacy. Before I get into that, I want to give you a little background on why when I learned about the seminar, it was so important to me. And I probably touched on this in previous episodes to some degree. So i try to give a quick, brief recap of that. I started MCing in 1980 when I was 10 years old. And at the time, like the records I was hearing, it was this typical party rap and braggadocio, just like really basic stuff. And, you know, and that eventually evolved to more me kind of leaning towards battle rap starting around 86, 87. But in 84, 85, I was living in Fort Riley, Kansas, which is, you know, right next to next door to Junction City, Kansas. And while in Junction City, I formed a group called the 3D Crew. With my two best friends, and we were like making home tapes, recording ourselves. So we made the of was in the place Eventually, we started. Performing in talent shows, rap contests, and there was two rap contests that we entered where we won first place. So we had that experience performing on stage in a few different ways. But I never had had a head-to-head battle, like you know, one-on-one. It was always like this on-stage talent show-like style. Let's do a performance. The best performance wins. And so, in '85, I was going to a neighboring school in Junction City to hang out with someone, we had made plans to hang out. But when I got there, she wound up blowing me off. I missed my bus to get home. Didn't have a way to get home. And I was kind of like sad, lurking around, (laughs) trying to figure out what happened and what I was gonna do. And in this process that time, This dude who I knew, who went to school there, came up to me and he was like, Y'all want to battle you. No one had ever said that to me. Furthermore, at that time, I'm 15 years old. Besides the two people in my group, TNT and Capri, and then there was one person um, who was a couple of, we were sophomores, and there was someone like, uh, that was a singer that was champagne, and she was to me like the rap royalty, which I always talk about how much I um, admired the skills of champagne. And beyond that, everyone else was out of high school or military. It was a military GI for the most part. You know, there was Triple T, Black Knight, and other people like that. But we were like the only ones in our age group. We were the youngest doing it. And this this guy, I can't remember, his name was like Lamont or Lamar. and He was like a year or two younger than us. So I definitely know one his age rapping. So I'm like, is he even rap? And so I'm like, I didn't even know you rhyme. He's like, yeah, I want to battle you. And so I'm like, okay, well, go ahead. He's like, no, you go first. And I'm like, I'm like least known for rapping. I'm doing shows and stuff. If you want to battle me, you have to go first. He was a reasonable enough person. Like, I guess that makes sense. So he went first. And as suspected, or hoped, I guess, He wasn't really a rapper. Not yet. He might have wanted to do it, but he couldn't even finish the verse. He might have been nervous. Who knows? He couldn't even get but like a couple of lines out and he was like forgetting and and couldn't do it. And I remember that, you know, before that moment, I was so like nervous. Like, I don't know. What if he's just like, great. I had no idea what to expect. Am I going to be embarrassed? It's on like four or five other people. But as it kind of built up, it was getting a little more crowded. But then he made a mistake and I was like, do is say any rhyme and not make a mistake if I just don't make a mistake I win by default and so I said my rhyme I didn't make a mistake and I won so there I won my first battle and I was like Even though the circumstances was like he wasn't really prepared, it still felt good to win that first battle. And I was like, I want to do this more often. I want to, and also I want to be prepared. Next time someone challenges me, I don't want to be nervous. That never happened. I was always nervous. But in my head, I was like, I want to be prepared and just start getting ready for that kind of thing. And I kind of started doing it, but not fully quite yet. It was in my head that I should do that. Not long after I moved to North Chicago, Illinois in November of 85. And when I started going to school in North Chicago, I first went to school briefly in Highland Park, and there were no other MCs in the school. I went to high school, now it was I was there for like literally like two weeks. And that time there was a lot of hip-hop heads. And one of the people I went to high school with in Highland Park was Spo, who people might know from Rubber Room and just a Chicago 90s icon MC. You're trapped in the war zone if they don't know you. And remember what I told you, kids, money, biz, money, stay out of trouble. Cops like Bonnie Rubble, just waiting to bunch your bubble. What up, God, rising, and shine, looking in the mirror, hear a voice that's familiar. Stop it before I kill you. Every day is the same. See, bigs, blame the name. This is no joke. Slowpokes get broke if they choke. Sweet dreams, another O.C. Street theme, Hotels are gruesome. You win some, you lose some. Fake snakes can't wait to infiltrate the mental state. Cause in But at the time, he wasn't rhyming yet. He started rhyming uh, a couple of years later where I produced his first demos. But at the time, I was the one rapping... And we would kick it, and I would kick rhymes. But then I moved to North Chicago, and there were a handful of MCs. The first person I heard rhyme in North Chicago or in Illinois at all was this guy called Fred. I don't remember his his, uh, his rap name or his full name. He's just a cool dude. I remember he used to dress real nice with, like, ties and always, like, you know, dress real well, GQ, as we called it. And he kicked this rhyme for me in class. And then, he, like, I think I heard him rhyme twice, and both times, He was really fresh, but that was it. Never heard him rhyme again, I don't think. Um, But the main MC was this guy, Doc Rock of Fresh City, who some people might know as Shakespeare of His Majesty, and later, Shakespeare the One Man Riot. Homicide, the role of a savage beast. Locked down with a muzzle and leash again. Full contact, watch your back, cause I got We went to high school together. He was a few grades older than me. He was like the chief MC. When I heard him rhyme for the very first time from the library, like my first week of school, that night I went home and wrote the best battle rhyme I ever wrote just so I could like try to elevate and not to battle him, but just like to be on that level. I'm like, again, I want to be prepared to battle anyone of any caliber. So he inspired me to step my game up. But beyond that, there were only a few other MCs. There was a guy, L.A., who became my partner in Wildstyle. There's my my good friend Vernon, who was going by Deftone, who messed around with rhyming for a while. Um, J.G. didn't go to high school with us, but he was partners with L.A. before Wildstyle. He was like kind of an OG MC around the way. Then there's like people like Yolanda May, like Magic May, LaTanya like Wright, Adrienne Banks. So I remember a cycle we did like one day in school, you know, and, and everyone kicked rhymes. I'm a Brutal B boy, symbolizing your pop. Dilly Lethal, I Sis, Ravager, up our rock. Gladiator, a grammar. punk's play your supreme. your Lady, soft suckers is my lyrical theme. Hard blast and assassin, break a pony like a stem. If a posse gets too violent, for my nine double limb. I don't know if a lot of those people really went on to really pursue him Seeing Besides, like, L.A., Shakespeare, for sure, the only one of us to get a record deal, and, and myself. Then, that year, Shakespeare graduated and left. He moved to L.A. to go get his record deal, to pursue uh, entertainment. It seemed like, to me, like, over the summer, like, by, when we got back to school that following fall, the MC population had, like, tripled or quadrupled. And in my head, I always thought that people were like, the top MC, Shakespeare, is gone. We can now vie for that top spot. So I think a lot of MCs were, like, just practicing over the summer to be ready for to be the best in the new year. It also was, rap was getting popular, so it probably was that. But that next year, we had Lonnie C, Pretty Boy, Aubrey Woodson, with, uh, a.k.a. Pent Gun, would do like, comedy raps and like the, the weird owl of rap. You had Freddie Hoy, uh, Kay Prince, one of my rap rivals who I would battle all the time, uh, Manny Jilla, and it was all these MCs that came up. And that's just North Chicago, which I knew the best. But in Waukegan, I also was aware of like MC Council, um, The 7-4 Posse, The Most Illinois B-Boys of Richard Ray, Jay Bird, who I've been down with forever, was the DJ for that crew. And so there was a few things happening I knew of in Waukegan, and probably more that I didn't know about as far as MC. And that right there in 87, 88, is when the battle scene really opened up in Lake County, Illinois. I was battling, and my crew in L.A., we, like, we were battling pretty regularly. Like I remember L.A. battling the Fresh Federation in like, uh, the bathroom of the youth center. He battled one of the members uh, affiliates of like um, Full Deck at the McDonald's I worked at. And I battled like Lonnie C. And I always would battle like K. Prince. He was down with this guy, Uno Phelps, one of the only producers around the area. Um, I battled Manny, Manny Jilla, who was a really fresh see, He's He's, you know, the only battle that I officially ever lost was the Manny Jilla. That was like the height of like my battle, like 87 to 89, especially in high school battling. For me, Battling is really the only thing I've really been, ever been competitive at. I never really care about winning or losing. I'm more about the experience when I do things. But MCing was different. And there was different reasons why. And one thing was particularly to where my location, there was like this rivalry between North Chicago and Waukegan. And a lot of times, a lot of the talent shows and stuff were happening in Waukegan. So being from North Chicago, we would get like resistance. Um, you know, there were very few crews that we connected with in Waukegan. One of the few crews that I was, like, affiliated with in Waukegan was DBI, the Deaf Boys Incorporated, who went on to become known as Criminal Law and do some, like, kind of, like, independent releases that people look for, you know, around the world, you know, now because they're rare releases, but they were, like, DBI back in the day, and then eventually became part of my crew, and I used to produce them, so that was, like, that North Chicago connection with Waukegan, kind Of breaking that like rivalry down and, and collaborating, but we would do talent shows, and a lot of times, you know, those we would get sabotaged. Like, was, we had shows where, like, we got crazy echo when I monitor, when I monitor, when I monitor, crazy echo when I monitor, when I monitor the mics would blow out the mics would go out. like there's always something you can I remember a few times like looking back by the booth and seeing some of those rival groups by the booth laughing and that's why well, I know they were doing it on purpose <laughs> so after experiencing that a few times I created it like my response to that. I couldn't really stop them. I didn't know how to stop them. So what I would do is when I would go on stage of these talent shows, the first thing I would say is that it doesn't matter what happens on the stage tonight. Me and my guy L.A. are the best in seats and our DJ, Matt Max, is the best DJ. If anyone wants wants to battle for real, we can do it when we get off stage. It was a very bold thing that I would do pretty much every talent show and it was really because I was so angry at that rivalry and how we were getting sabotaged. And just doing those kind of battles to kind of like try to earn our respect. And that's kind of really what inspired me. So this kind of thing led to me When I finally learned about the seminar, being like, I want to compete on a higher level with MCs of a higher, you know, around the world, the best in the world. And this seemed like the place where you could do it. So circa 88 to 1990, I really wanted to be in the, in the MC battle of the new music song seminar because you get to win the belt, like a championship belt to be the world's best MC. Like I could be the world's best MC. And so I really wanted to do that. And we have the finalists with us today. They're going to compete in two semifinal rounds. And then a final round to win the championship belt, which Rod, do you have handy? Show them the championship belts that each of our winners will be receiving. Belts are over here. All-star wrestling style
0: belts with gold jewels, something similar to that.
1: it's hard to find a lot of information about it on the internet that's detailed, to be honest. Uh, surprisingly, it's, it, it's one of the most popular and influential and impacting things in hip-hop that has some of the least amount of information, to be honest. But there wasn't a lot of places in media to learn about things in rap, this or anything. Like, you know, we had some the tinny-bopper rap bangs like Right On Rap and Focus On Rap, but they would be, like, featuring Run C like, and it'd be, like, Run, Real Name, Joe Simmons, Favorite Food, Fried Chicken, Pisces. I mean, I'm, I'm making these details up. You know, age 24, it was like that. It was like a really teeny bopper thing. You didn't really get many details about these groups. Um, A little later, you got Rap Masters and Word Up. They got a little more detail, but still had that same kind of vibe. But it was not Word Up, I'm pretty sure, why I first heard about the new music seminar, MC Battle. And here's the thing, that the, the seminar was an industry-wide thing of all types of genres. Dance, rap, rock, punk. You know, far as I know, it kind of covered the gambit. I didn't know that. I thought it was strictly a rap thing because all I ever heard it from, from the concert, I didn't know that it was an all-around industry thing until, like, it was over, I think. I don't think I learned until later, much later. I thought it was just, like, centered around rap performances and the rap battles and the DJ battle only is what I thought. That's all I ever heard. And so... When I would see in Word Up magazine, they would talk about going to these battles. They would say they had, you know, someone on would be there from their staff to interview artists, and they would they would specifically say they are videotaping it. So I don't think, well, one day I'll be able to buy these videotapes because because Word Up magazine used to sell like videotapes of like you know interviews and stuff like that. There was different our different other magazines to sell these like videos like that. I thought, well, maybe Word Up will sell the seminar battles one day. I never saw that happen. Not too long, around the same time as when the source started. And then, you know, know, not too long after that, you had Yo! MTV Raps and Rap City starting. And so you started to get more to see and hear more about these battles, the DJ and the MC battles for the seminar in New York. Seminar number eight, MC and DJ battle for world supremacy. The stories were just like, Legendary To hear, like, you know, in 85, like, it gets talked about a lot, like, the Busy Bee versus Shantae and how that, that battle being this, like, it's important, but, like, unfortunately for a, a messed up reason, like, Shantae clearly is the champion of that battle and when you hear it, hit it.
0: Once upon a time in a place called the when I was walking through the projects, you know, trying to chill, all of a sudden, this guy came up to me. He said, You're fly, fly High, took the guys, don't know why. And there ain't a guy who can't pass your eye. I looked at him and I said, No lie.
1: One judge in particular, Curtis Blow, um, gave her an extremely low score, strictly so she would lose. The story goes, he asked, what do I have to give her so she loses? (laughs) And I think he gave her like a four, but everyone else gave her like an eight or a nine. He gave her a four. DJ Red Alert, we got an eight. Curtis Blue, we got a four. Bambata, we got a 10. Wizkid, we got a 10. Buff and the Fat Boys, we got a 10. 10, 20, 30, 38. 42, the winner, Chief Rocker, Busy B. Sean has talked about this in a few interviews. Curtis Blow, who happened to be one of the judges,
0: who I love and respect and love today, still, I love him. He said, how much does she need to lose? And I remember Red Alert, who at that time we were arch enemies. Red Alert said, She can't lose. She been getting nines and tens all day. Ain't no way. He said, but what does it take for her to lose? He said, man, she had to get like a four. He Mm, was like. mm, mm. So when they went and they counted up the votes, they went to Curtis Blow. Curtis Blow looked at me, turned his card around. No. And it was a four. Conspiracy. The place went crazy.
1: And I know it gets framed a lot it's, it's special because she was a woman in battle rap. And that is because it was not very common. So I, I, that is important. But it's important also that she was just great as an improvisational MC, regardless, one of the best in the world, man or woman. And that doesn't get said explicitly enough. She was one of the best in the world, Period.
0: <laughs> To be serving, I'm gonna dish you cause it's deserving. I let you slide, I tried to be nice. Well, now I'm mad, so pay the price. I'm Shante, so listen close, cause they're gonna put this in the motherfucking post. Shante! Yeah! suckers just a piece of my mind because they took it too far let's put them straight my name is shante and no it's not too late for you to give up or just say sorry plug you in like my atari give you a shot do your body yes to prove to you shante is best shante is the best i am the best i am the best higher than the rest
1: You know, she's battling Busy B. She's battling, she battled Fruquan of um Stet. Put your hands together for Fruquan and Roxanne Shante.
0: My mind's is devastating every word that I speak. And you see this guy here, his vibes is weak. He can't cope with me and you know that's a fact.
1: So that was some of the things you heard about 85. That's really like the main thing I know about that battle was those three MCs, Busy Bee, Shantae, and Fuquan. You know, in 86, you had T the Rock in there. Grandmaster Kaz, you know, uh, wins that one. Robert S. from Detroit, who also known as Hellraiser, is in there. Um, 87, you got MC Breeze and Just Ice and Cool Keith and Melly Mel and Kaz again and Bango and King Sun and Melly Mel wins that one.
0: Okay, could we get our three MC contestants back on stage? Melly Mel, Grandmaster Kaz, and King Sun. First runner-up with a score of 66.5 points, King Sun. And our winner is Grandmaster Melly Mel with a score of 69 points, Melly Mel.
1: You have 88 with um, it's international. You got a guy called Kane from Sweden. Uh, Bango comes back from Cleveland. You got EZT and you got Fever Feb- Fresh from Philly. Uh, King Son, Raven T from the Discmasters, uh, MC Search.
0: Let's make some noise. Hey, yo, Bronx, let's do this. Kick it out, boy. You ain't new to this. Let me hear you say ho. Oh, yeah, I'm about to go.
1: there was like some big names in these battles. And around that time, you know, it's 88. So I think it was like in the 88 or 89, uh, the source actually listed who was supposed to be in the battle. You know, Master Race, Craig G, uh, the Genius, um, Lore Finesse. And all these people did end up being in the battle, but this was the list who was supposed to. I remember when I interviewed Genius like 20 two years ago, I don't know. I asked him about, was he in the battle? He's like, no, I ended up not. I can't remember why he said he didn't make it, but he didn't actually enter that year. Who be first to catch this beat down? My rap pages be the source. You would just see these listings of who was in the battle. A lot of times these people were in the battle before they had records out, but some did have records out. And so what I would do is go get their records that I had, so I usually had all these records already because I was always fans of these of these MCs. I would find the songs that I thought had their best battle rhymes and then go through my n- notebook and be like, do I have a rhyme that can compete with that? And I would like rhyme my, you know, spit my verses to those beats and try to be like, can I compete with these MCs? So if I face one of them in the battle, will I be ready for the beat of that caliber? And I would train and train and train to be in this battle. But I didn't know how to get in the battle. I thought you had to be signed or represented by a label or something to even get in. So my goal was, one of my primary motivations to get a record deal was so that I could get in the battle, because I thought that's what you had to do. When when, when Wildstyle was being uh, in meetings, you know, meetings is a little dramatic, when we had a couple of phone calls and talks with Atlantic Records about signing a record deal in 89, One of the things that I was had on the table, like, that I wanted to discuss if we got the deal was, were they able to get me in the seminar? (laughs) That was one of the important points to me. But we ended up not taking the deal because this wasn't something we wanted to do, what they wanted us to do. So that was how important it was to me to be in the seminar. 90 was the year that I was like, I'm going to train my hardest to be ready for 1991. There was a particular reason why that happened. I was, you know, still living in Illinois, North Chicago. Or I was in Waukegan at this point, I think. But I went to visit my parents in Atlanta, and while in Atlanta, I believe it was Joan TV Raps. It was, it was like in August, and the seminar was usually in July. It Was always in July, if not usually, if not always in July. And they were talking about the seminar. It just happened, like a couple of weeks ago, or a week before, or something like that. It just happened. And that's how I found out Fresco won. So, this is actually, you no, know, this would be um, 89. So, yeah, no, I was preparing for 1990, I believe. I remember, like, you know, seeing them, like, show, I think they showed a small clip of Fresco in the battle. And, you know, you get to hear his, like, you know, his, his style, the roll the tongue, tripping style, roll the tongue style. And, um, that was just like, yo, I got to do this. Because I, I got up for my first time seeing actual footage of the battle. That same day, there was a commercial on MTV or whatever because NWA was doing this contest. And whatever their newest single at that time was, you were supposed to write a rhyme to that beat and record it and mail it in. And whoever won that contest got to do a studio session with Dr. Dre. And I remember like, Scene, it was like literally they showed the Fresco clip and then that commercial was on that break right after that and I remember I just saw that turned the TV off and I wrote this, this rhyme and that rhyme became the intro to the song called Wild Like an Animal um, that I did like that time like a few months later whatever but that was like I want to write a rhyme if I have to battle Fresco in the next year new music seminar because that's just kind of where my head was at I'm not say my name, but it's coolie, don't you sleep on me. Kicking around so quick, you picking it by style supremacy. Style is ever changing, difference that is my formula. The style is evolving, the bottom of power, but yet and still no warning, yeah. Don't just try to funnel this because just one of many. And if you step, I ruin your rep by proving that I got plenty more. I thought in life, I suck at a job for now, we do eternity. You're running my rhymes, still my styles, come you wanna battle. Ballin' use like violin, me, cause it's my style you rattle. It's my style you're back, I cannot not be beat, my style of rap. A matter of fact, I can't be beat. Knowledge that. But when that didn't happen, that dream kind of went away. I kind of even kind of slowed down on battle rap. The battle rap scene in Lake County kind of died off, and I was just more focused on other things, like producing other groups and doing— I was still rhyming and writing songs, but I was more focused on that and not really focused on the battle rap thing anymore. Like, my last battle I had, I believe, was in 1990. Can I get a beat? One— One, two, three, hit it. And this is a perfect place to take a break. And we'll come back next week and talk about the last two years of the New Music Seminar, 1993 and 1994, the latter, which I was there in attendance for. So I have some very special stories surrounding that. So make sure you check back part two, new week seminar, stories about songs.
0: I can't help it, boys. They're going to switch the power up in about 30
1: seconds. Hey, you still there? You know what? I didn't plan for this to happen, but I also just released a project, Intellectually Speaking in a B-Boy's Way, that I originally wrote in 1987, the time when a lot of that early battle rap thing I was doing was actually happening. So this song is actually some of the rhymes I wrote for some of those battles you just heard about in this episode. This song is called, surprisingly enough, Not surprising Battle enough. Rhyme. Battle Rhyme. rhyme. battle rhyme, a MC killer spitting lyrics hardcore, in the force that I'm applying and is a root in the floor, lyricator supreme, rough ruler of rhyme, I use my lyrics like a hatchet if you're reaching for mine, those are rocks in my rocks, duplicators I'm dropping, lay a copycat flat on his back and keep rocking, my battle rhyme, enemies duck. this is a battle rhyme, MCs all freeze, this is a battle rhyme, suck extended attention, this is a battle rhyme, I know I'm gonna get mine, this is a battle rhyme, I distinguish partygoers from the pumps on the wall, the separators Spicing up like a salt Radiating, rhyming later, reinforcing my rock Retaliated, ronchi rappers, and I watch they rock I work hard, I play hard, I'm always hard on my guard I defeat and deplete, Posts get beat never spawn In a sparring competition, the upcomers unknown But I bet your boys a billion battle me, you'll get blown Egotistic, brain ballistic, motivated to maul The soloistic, savage, sovereign, ruling rhyme over all Perpetrating parasite, bite my rhyme like a termite But your dentures will be damaged, cause it's too tough to fight Too dense for your defense, What you got that's not enough. If I say it, then I mean it. Don't assume it's a bluff. You'll be battered bone, broken, bruised, badly beating, buddy. But we battle from a distance. I don't want my posse bloody. You won't be tripping. Ah, you'll spring a leak torn open for my lyrics when I speak. Battle rhymes. Enemies duck. This is a battle rhyme. MCs are free. This is a battle rhyme. Suckers stand at attention. This is a battle rhyme. I know I'm going to get mine. This is a battle rhyme. I'm rocking, shocking, blocking, knocking punks off my trail. Cold cracking competition, because you boys are too frail. Rhymes are fragile, mine are agile, my chords can be tricks I'm the warrior of word, dissing ducks for my kicks Just phasing, dazing, blazing, raising so much hell My advanced intellect helps my lyrics to accept Never losing, just abusing, fusing lyrics I steal You can't crack em, you attack them, I program them to kill Massacre, murder, murder, mutilate you remain If you ever try to diss my name, I won't be tame I be insane, going off on your brain and give you pain You'll get slain by my battle rhyme Enemies duck, this is a battle rhyme MC's all freeze, this is a battle rhyme Suckers stand at attention, this is a battle rhyme I know I'm gonna get mine, this is a battle rhyme I'm a power-pushing poet, putting punks in their place Breaking bodies, bruising eagles with a thump of the bass Reducing rappers into nothing as I steadily climb While I retain my title, battle wizard of rhyme Suckers rest on my rock, nibbling on my jock But they will never jump ahead, cause I'm a rhyme roadblock I'm impassable, impossible, simply the ultimate Suckers know you're liking it, but please don't go biting it, verbally violent. vocally not vague Perpetrator, terminator, punk's the boy like a plague I'm vouching for my vigor, plus got fans in my favor Forcing fame into my name through the use of lyric labor Hard-working, sucker-hurtin', putting rappers in pain Eliminating competition to remain in my reign The rough rhyme ruler with a battle rhyme How oh. do my lead the battle, battle rhyme Battle round.